The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Welcome to the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com, your daily morning podcast, updating you on everything you need to know to win your fantasy baseball league. Here's your host, Scott Chu. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the First Pitch Podcast. As he said, my name is Scott Chu. Today is July 7th. We're here to talk about some baseball. We'll start out with the injuries and transactions. Guys, heading to the I.L., Evan Longoria is hitting the IL with a left oblique injury for the Giants. Chris Taylor of the Dodgers is headed to the IL with a foot injury. Vince Velasquez of the White Sox, he's going down because of a blister. Kyle Hendricks has pain in his right shoulder, he's hitting the IL. And Tyler Molly has a, quote, not concerning, uh, quote, shoulder injury that has landed him on the IL as well. As far as some other news about injuries, Chris Bassett is expected to come off the IL tomorrow on the 8th to go ahead and start for the Mets. Adam Duvall, who was held out yesterday, Yesterday is expected to play tonight, who's dealing with a hand injury. Ryan Mountcastle has been dealing with illness. He's expected to return hopefully today or possibly on Friday. Brandon Lowe is expected to begin a rehab assignment today, so he may finally be coming off the 60-day IL after a little while. Kevin Gaussman is actually likely scratched for today's start, but he may be able to start sometime over the weekend, so hope is not totally lost that you'll get your second start from Kevin Gaussman, but we'll see. Raphael Devers was held out due to some maintenance he needed did on his hamstring and his back. Uh, he's probably day-to-day, but could be back as early as today. Yohan Moncada left the game for the White Sox after bruising his foot. He is day-to-day as well. Michael Lorenzen is suddenly questionable for his start on Friday, so be prepared for that if you're counting on him. Alex Kirilov looks to be fine after colliding with Andrew Vaughn and exiting the game early yesterday. And then uh, there was an update on Eduardo Rodriguez. He's not been in contact with the Tigers after stepping away for some personal issues. Uh, they haven't, you know, they really mentioned they haven't talked to him at all. They quoted that it was strange, and you probably shouldn't expect him back anytime soon either. And then in the prospect world, speedster Vidal Brujan was sent back down to the minor leagues, just was not able to get on base enough to show off that speed. Ryan Pepio was sent back down by the Dodgers. It looks like they're going to go with Mitch White for a while. And Joey Bart was called up by the Giants. We'll see if he can find a little bit more luck with the bat, as he would definitely struggled in his first time. As for the hitters from yesterday, I'll start with a guy making his uh, return from the 60-day IL, and that's Eloy Jimenez of the White Sox. He went two for five with a home run and three RBI. And if he stays healthy from now to the end of the season, I could see him easily hitting for as much power as like Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt, even CJ Crone or Reese Hoskins. The problem, of course, is that we have no reason to believe he'll stay healthy that long. But 
but we can always certainly hope we're always rooting for Eloy Jimenez to be the type of hitter we know he can be over a longer period of time. Jorge Polanco of the Twins, he went two for four with two home runs and three RBI and a walk. And while it's unlikely to see Polanco get back to the 30 home run mark in 2022 after getting there with 33 home runs in 2021, it's good to see that in the eight games since returning from the IL, he has five home runs and 17 combined runs in RBI. The batting average is shockingly low for a guy with his kind of plate discipline, but he's making up for it right now by taking a lot more walks, so his OBP isn't really suffering too bad. Uh, Aaron Judge of the Yankees, of course, hit more home runs. That's just all he can do now. He's He went three for four with a double, a home run, and four RBI, a walk, and heck, he even stole a base. The only real question now for Aaron Judge is, will he clear 50 home runs? And it certainly looks like he will. And will he break his personal record of 52 that he set back a few years ago. So uh, I guess we'll see. He also looks like he could steal 10 bases. So 50 home runs, 10 steals, not too bad for a guy hitting 287 uh, over the last two seasons. Kyle Schwarber did his thing for the Phillies. He went three for four with two home runs, back to back two home run nights. And that's just so Kyle Schwarber. He's got nine home runs in his last 13 games because that's just what he does when he's hot. He hits a bunch of home runs in a very short amount of time. The only thing I wish is that he didn't lead off. I know it's a small complaint, but all four home runs allowed last two games were solo shots. I'd love to see him getting some more RBI for all the power he's putting. Cody Clemens of the Tigers, he went two for three with a home run, two runs scored, two RBI, a walk, and a stolen base. The only other player besides Aaron Judge to get a combo meal yesterday. He's been playing a lot more in July and it's been surprisingly good. He's got six combined runs in RBI and five appearances. One of them was a pinch hitting appearance with two walks and just one strikeout in those 15 plate appearances as a super utility kid who can play in the infield or, or the outfield. It's a crazy small sample. It's not relevant in 12 teamers or even most 15 teamers, but if you're in an AL only or a very deep dynasty, it might be worth paying attention to. And by the way, yes, Cody Clemens is related to that Clemens. Uh, it's his son. Jared Kellenick, by the way, I will call him out. He's in AAA right now, but he is raking. He went one for yesterday with a double, two walks, and a stolen base, and he's got a 952 OPS uh, over his last over the last few weeks. He's showing off power and speed, and you just got to get him back on your radar. He's got the strikeout rate down to just like 25%, hitting really well, hitting for a lot of power lately, double machine so I could see him getting the call back for the Mariners sometime soon hope so that he can try to show off this this plate discipline and this skill over at the major league level like we know that he can starting pitching performances from yesterday Josiah Gray of the Nationals went against the Phillies he got the win on six innings pitch two earned runs four hits one walk and 11 strikeouts he had 22 whiffs and 100 pitches and he had fastballs up and excellent breaking balls it paved the way to that big strikeout total Josiah Gray's been inconsistent this season but he gets the Mariners next and I think that's a good opportunity for him to maybe show a little bit more more consistency than he has so far. Corbin Burns, speaking of consistency, he went against the Cubs. It's a no decision, but that's not his fault. He went seven innings pitch, no earned runs, three hits, one walk, 10 strikeouts, 26 whiffs, because he's fantasy's number one pitcher. Plain and simple, uh, as far as guys who are only starting pitcher eligible, he is the best. But when you talk about guys who are starting pitcher and DH eligible, you get to Shohei Otani for the Angels. He went against the Marlins, dominated them. He gets the win on seven innings pitch, no earned runs, just two hits, three walks, 10 strikeouts, Outs. And honestly, if you're playing a daily league where you have Otani at DH and SP, it's like cheating. It's unbelievable. Uh, you may have also seen the recent communication in Adonio leagues that Shohei Otani will now be eligible, not just at one or the other, but both, uh, thanks to the fact that MLB changed the rule that allows Otani to hit on Daisy pitches. So something to keep in mind, and he's just the best daily league player when he's eligible at both. In fact, even at hitter, I just moved him on the hitter list to number two. So uh, big fan of, or, you know, at least in my top five. So huge fan of Shohei Otani obviously. Uh, but then the more surprising action from yesterday was Jose Urania. This year he plays for the Rockies. He was in 
LA against the Dodgers. It's a no decision, 6.2 innings pitched, zero earned runs, five hits, three walks, two strikeouts, only six whiffs on 89 pitches. And the thing about Jose Urena is that he never makes sense. I watched him with the Tigers last year as well. He forces a lot of ground balls. Uh, He doesn't strike anybody out. He doesn't uh, have great, you know, he doesn't walk too many guys, I guess, but it just never makes sense. And if you start with that, everything will make perfect. He'll bomb against incredibly easy matchups and then shut out the Dodgers for 6.2 innings. That's just the way he works. So don't think about it too hard. Just ignore it and move on. Luis Severino of the Yankees is someone you should not ignore though. He was against the Pirates. He gets the win on six innings pitch, no earned runs, four hits, no walks, only three strikeouts and five whiffs, uh, 88 pitches. Thing is, I'm never going to really complain about a low strikeout total that comes with a win, no walks, and no earned runs. Everything about Severino looks super legit to me. I'm not super concerned about the fact that he only has seven strikeouts over his last two starts after a bunch of starts where he had been touching double digits. So it's okay. I'm not too worried about it. I still think he's, you know, he's a high level top pitcher. Mitch White, like for the Dodgers, he went against the road Rockies. He got a no decision on 5.2 innings pitch, no earned runs, one hit, four walks, and six strikeouts, nine whiffs. But the thing is beating up on the Rockies away from Coors is what Mitch White really should do. And, and that's good. I'm not saying that it's bad that that's all he did. I'm actually a lot more curious about how he performs against the more veteran lineup in the middle of the Cardinals order. So uh, that's really, I think, going to be a good barometer for where Mitch White is right now. A guy who you never can know where he is. It's Jose Barrios for the Blue Jays. You got the good version this time against the Oakland A's. It's a no decision. Six innings pitched, one earned run, four hits, one walk, six strikeouts. The curveball looked good and he beat up on a bad offense. That's a step in the right direction. Feeling good about his next matchup with the Phillies, but you know, the moment you feel good, the curveball goes away and he gets crushed. So we'll see. Brian Bello of the Red Sox made his debut against the Rays. He got the loss on four innings pitched, four earned runs, six hits, three walks, two strikeouts, six whiffs, through 79 pitches, and this guy throws really hard, upper 90s, but right now, it doesn't look like he knows where it's going. Some of that might just be first game jitters. We see command and control problems for rookie pitchers in their debuts all the time, but it's just really hard to tell right now. I probably wouldn't bet on it going forward, and, you know, he may not be long for the Major League rotation. And then Shane Bieber of the Guardians, disappointed against the Tigers. He got the loss on 5.2 innings pitch, five earned runs, seven hits, three walks, and six strikeouts. He did get 16 whiffs, though, and a 30% CSW, The problem was really that he just left too many meatballs right over the middle of the plate. That's something that Bieber is known to do at times because of how he pounds the strike zone. Things were just a little too inside and even the Tigers were able to beat up on that. So you kind of just got to take, you know, you take your loss with this one and you move on. I'm not concerned about him long-term. This just happens sometimes for a guy who hits the zone as often as Shane. As far as relief performances from yesterday, I'll highlight two of them. After blowing two saves last weekend, Jorge Lopez turned it around. He picked up two strikeouts and a save against the Rangers. And then of course, Will Smith had picked up two straight saves for Atlanta, and then A.J. Minter took the ball yesterday and got an 11-pitch save against the Cardinals, which further solidifies in my mind that a team having two left-handed closers, and I'm not really sure how they deal with, how they're going to deal with that, so uh, it's probably a 50-50 split going forward, so good luck with that, and before we go to Mark with the weather, we'll take a quick break, and we'll be back right after this. Hey, Alex Fast here, and thanks for listening to this podcast on the Pitcher List Podcast Network. If you're a fan, consider supporting all of us by getting a PL Plus subscription, where you're going to get an ad-free website and get access to our Discord, where you can talk to all of our podcast hosts and staff. Plus, you can hang out with our incredible Pitcher List community. It's basically a baseball sanctuary year-round for as low as $8 a month. You can sign up at pitcherlist.com backslash plus, and you're going to get your first month free with promo code 
podcast. Also, don't forget to check out everything else we do as well from YouTube videos, live streams, newsletters, off-season articles, TikToks, breakdowns, over 15 baseball podcasts on our network. We can't stop talking about baseball even during the off-season. So sign up for PL Plus today at pitcherlist.com backslash plus and use promo code podcast to get your first month free. All right. Thanks for listening. Let's get back to the show. And we're back just in time to go to Mark with the weather with some important updates. Mark, take it away. Thank you very much. Well, we had some close calls yesterday, and I think we see one more city have a close call today as well. And actually, this city has two games as the Pirates are in town to play a doubleheader against Cincinnati. We're going to see some showers and thunderstorms rotate probably just south of Cincinnati, but it's too close for comfort. So we'll have to keep an eye on this and make sure that nothing uh, causes a delay or a postponement. I'm not really not expecting too much of in the way of problem, but it's just close enough to keep an eye on. Thank you very much, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you very much, Mark. We always appreciate it. As far as streamers and DFS options for today, uh, really not a whole lot to report on. If you have to stream somebody, it's probably Ronzi Contreras, maybe, uh, if you have to, but really, you probably want to avoid it. Not very many good matchups today, other than the guys who we already know are good. But because of that, there are tons of hitting options out there. Probably the two best I could see were Atlanta and the Dodgers. They have great matchups, but even someone like the Road Rockies are worth looking at against Dallas Keuchel, who is prone to give up eight earned runs at any given time. So tons of hitting out there, a bunch of pitchers who are just not very good. Uh, and a lot of a lot of teams that can take advantage of that. So keep an eye on that. And otherwise, have a great rest of your day. Don't forget to check out the site. New hitter list came out yesterday. You can see the folks that made big moves. Uh, we've got all kinds of new content at reliever ranks. As always, you can keep an eye on the bullpens. We've got the batter's box by Dave Swan. We've got, of course, the SP Roundup if you want to know more about the starting pitching performances. It's all there. We hope you check it out. We also hope that if you're analyzing pitchers, you're looking at our player pages. I'm telling you, they're the best resource out there. Uh, you get the game log. You get Nick's notes. You get it all on one page. You get to see pitch usage without having to be an expert of how to query StatCast or do anything like that. It's right there for you. I'm telling you it will make you better at fantasy baseball if you use it. And with that, have a great rest of your day. Thanks for listening. This has been the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, rate us on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at PitcherList, and help support what we do by joining our Discord with PitcherList Plus at PitcherList.com slash plus.